You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. I'm Roberto Lewis, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 27th. His work as a writer and illustrator completely changed the comic and film landscapes. Today, Frank Miller turned 66. Frank Miller is a lifelong comic fan, and has said he decided he'd make his living drawing comics by the time he was just six years old. By the time he was a teenager, he'd mostly lost interest in superhero stories, preferring grittier detective comics and crime stories. Combining the two interests, he said in a Reddit AMA, seemed quite natural, so I started doing tough guy comics. So when I moved to New York in order to break into the business, they would all look at me as if I brought in a dead rat and say, all we do are guys in tights. Why are you showing us this stuff? So I had to learn how to draw superheroes. Miller got his first uncredited gigs drawing stories for the Twilight Zone's comic book tie-in in 1978. The next year, he began work on Daredevil. That comic wasn't selling well at the time, and Miller used this as an opportunity to add aspects of the noir comics he loved to existing superhero stories. Within 18 months, he took over as writer, and his darker stories made the character one of Marvel's most popular. Not long after his first Daredevil run ended in 1983, Miller began work on probably his best-known comic, 1986's The Dark Knight Returns. He saw it as a return to Batman's roots, as the character had been softened by things like the Comics Code and the campy 1960s TV series. This book, along with Alan Moore's Watchmen, is generally considered to have ushered in the modern age of comics, and was responsible for revitalizing both the character and the entire comics industry. He followed up The Dark Knight Returns with the also-influential Daredevil storyline, Born Again, and with Batman Year One, which inspired both Batman Begins and 2022's The Batman. In the late 80s, after clashing with DC over censorship and creators' rights, Miller made his first foray into Hollywood, and initially, it didn't go well. Learn more after this. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chung. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. Born on this day in 1940, actor James Cromwell, Star Trek's Zephram Cochran. In the first season of Shabam, we launch a zombie apocalypse, separating three kids from their parents. Whatever that was, it's not Mrs. Krasinski. Yes, this action is getting closer! And narrow escapes. Go right! No! No left! But there's more to it. We talk about all kinds of stuff, like pizza, water, the wheel, cholera, digital encoding, bats and rats, brain traps, and we feature stories from history. The greatest human adventure story of all time. The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. <sighs> Shabam is a new show that'll blow your mind. Shabam! After parting ways with DC, Frank Miller was brought on by Orion Pictures to write the sequel to Robocop, as they felt his style would mesh well with the character. Ultimately, Miller ended up writing both Robocop 2 and Robocop 3. Neither film was critically successful, and the experience left Miller jaded. Working on Robocop 2 and 3, I learned the same lesson, he said years later. Don't be the writer. The director's got the power. 
The screenplay is a fire hydrant, and there's a row of dogs around the block waiting for it. According to Miller, working on Robocop convinced him he'd never work in Hollywood again. Instead, he returned to the crime comics that inspired him. The result, of course, was Sin City, which ultimately brought him back to the film industry, this time in the director's chair, alongside Robert Rodriguez in 2005. The next year, an adaptation of Miller's graphic novel 300 was director Zack Snyder's first big hit, further cementing Miller's impact on both the comic and film worlds. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 27th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.